0: Hi, y'all. Welcome back to my podcast, Rooted. I am so excited to have y'all here today. I am super excited to jump into this episode. The title of this episode, as you might have seen, is called The Greatest Commandment. And I kind of want to break that down for y'all and get into it. And if you don't know what the greatest commandment is, I should probably start with that. The greatest commandment is to love the Lord with all your heart and heart, mind, and soul. And I'm kind of going to break that down. And this episode is going to be primarily based on love and what that means and what that looks like. And, you know, just all things love. And I'm super, super excited to get into this today. So with that being said, let's get on into it. So uh, I uh, have mentioned on this podcast a few times that I have taken over along with a few of my friends. I've taken over the Bible study at my school every Monday. And I got a call the other day and it was a one of the adults that helps us lead this up. And she was like, Kennedy, the speaker is going to be out of town and all of us are going to be out of town. You're going to be the only one there. Do you mind speaking? And it was like, two days before. She was like, you're going to be speaking. You can talk about anything from Matthew chapter 21 to Matthew chapter 24. And I only have like 30 minutes to speak about this. So I was like kind of freaking out. Like I was, I wasn't underprepared. Like I knew about it, but you know, I just like to have a little more time to uh, talk about certain things. And uh, so I obviously said yes. And uh, what I noticed when I was reading through some of these chapters was that when I was going through these chapters, I noticed that the greatest commandment passage was in Matthew chapter 22. And I'm just going to go ahead and read it for y'all here. And in Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40, it says... But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met to gather and question him once again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, what is the most important commandment in all of the laws of Moses? Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. A second is equally important is love your neighbor as you love yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based off of these commandments. So when I was, I read that to uh, the group that I was talking to and I am going to be honest, I didn't read anything else from Matthew chapter 21 to Matthew chapter 24 because it's all important. Everything in the Bible is important to us. But notice how there could not have been anything more important than those. Like Jesus said, those are the most important. Out of everything in the Bible, that is the first commandment is to love. And I uh, was searching through the Bible to find just passages about love. And it was not hard. I literally searched the word love in my Bible app and like, A million things came up, but two stuck out to me the most. It is Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we are still sinners, Christ, his son, still died for us. You can also think about John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And... uh, In 1 Corinthians 13, 4, it says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. The commandments are very important to us. And they kind of, you know, like, they kind of set the standard for what is right and wrong. And God could have said, you know, do not sin. Do not do this. Don't gossip. Don't do this. Don't do this but he told us to do something. He told us to act. He told us to act on love. And uh, I find it really hard to love some of the people that live for this world because love in today's world is acceptance. And the thing about love is I can love my friends with all my heart and I don't have to validate them in their sin. I don't have to, I don't have to uh, accept their sin in order to love them. So I'm going to give you an example. Uh, my friend branch, I uh, looked at her one day because me and her used to fight over. I used to make bad life decisions. She used to make bad life decisions and we were really judgmental towards each other in that. Like we just didn't see eye to eye on a few subjects and I looked at her the other day and I looked at a few of my other friends We were in a group and I said, y'all realize that there's nothing that y'all could do to make me stop loving you. Like there's nothing that you could tell me that would take away the love that I have for you because like I like there really isn't like they could there are people in this world that have done horrible things to me and I still have such a strong amount of love towards them because I don't rely on my own understanding of why they do that. I love them even through all the terrible things that have been said or done or whatever. I love them because I'm able to share love that is not my own. I'm not the one trying to figure out how to love these people. I know how to love them because I know how God has loved me. And uh, I was just thinking about this and I was... I was thinking about how Paul Olson, he was my youth group pastor. Whoa, sorry. Apparently, I don't know how to speak. He was my youth pastor for the majority of my time in the youth group, uh, all throughout middle school and a little bit in high school. He was my pastor. And he used to say, he still says it, but he would say, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. And uh, I have my core friends that lead me Into Christ, and they uh, hold me accountable. And I have people that I walk with, but I also have a lot of friends that are not believers. And there was a time in my life where there was one summer I had a lot of really good friends. I love them all very, very, very deeply, but I was the only Christian. There were a few others, but I was the only one that was constantly there, and I was the only Christian, and it showed. But the problem was, is it was during a time that I was kind of struggling with my faith. I wasn't as rooted as I would like to admit, but I wasn't reading my Bible every day. I wasn't going to church. I was so focused on loving those girls, how they felt like they needed to be loved, but they didn't even know what love was because they didn't know Jesus. And the thing about it is because I wasn't rooted in what love that God had to offer me I wasn't able to change their hearts. They got to change mine because I didn't have a firm foundation. I was putting my foundation on the world and what they were telling me, how they would tell me how they felt loved. But at the end of the day, how they felt loved was not biblical. And so not only was I not able to give them it because I didn't know how, and like I wasn't able to love them, how they felt loved and then I started falling into temptation and really living for the world. And you could just see my patterns start to change. I was getting a little crazy. I was going out at night later. I was hanging out. I started cussing. I started, my music taste started changing. Like I started, I started falling deep into the, what the world had to offer me. And I realized it was because I wasn't grounded and rooted in what love that, God had for me he wanted something better for my life and I'm thankful to say that I'm kind of on the right path but as Christians I know that I say this a lot as Christians it's not our job to ignore the problems of the world it's to address them and I was I was ignoring God and and it I had really bad repercussions because of it and there's no point of no return. So I have repented and kind of come back and I'm starting this whole podcast thing and the Lord is working in my life every single day. But when I was looking at, okay, so next time when I have some friends or a friend group that, that doesn't know Jesus, how do I still shine my light and not let them take over me? And I was thinking about it. I was like, well, you know, we're all sinners and we all go to God. Like, you don't go to a doctor whenever you're healed. You go to a doctor when you're sick. Like, that's the point of Jesus. Like, what would be the point of Jesus if we were all perfect? You know, there wouldn't be one. And and I was thinking, I was like, well, Jesus hung out with sinners and prostitutes and, you know, like, prostitutes, cheaters, gamblers, like, stealers that— I guess it's not Stealers, Thieves. And I was like inspired because I was reading about just Jesus's time here on earth. I was watching The Chosen. I was just kind of digging deep into what that looked like. But do y'all realize? I didn't realize this, but Jesus was so grounded and so rooted for what God had for him and what God was saying to him and God's love for him that he could hang around sinners all day long and it never changed him. It only changed their hearts. That is inspiring me. That's the kind of faith that I want to have. That's the kind of love that I want to have and be able to give is the love that Jesus could change people's hearts just by the mention of his name. And It's not because Jesus was doing anything, because yes, he was because he's the son of God, but I'm the daughter of God. I have the same authority that Jesus was given on this earth, and I think we don't realize that. And yes, we sin, and Jesus was perfect, and he's put on this earth to be perfect, because the whole point was that he could only take over the debt that we had to pay because he was perfect and because he was so clean, but the miracles he was doing, God gives us the authority to do. But you have to be grounded and have that foundation of the love of God. And you can find it in the Bible. The Bible talks so much about love, so much. And I'm telling you right now that if you try to love the way that the world tells you to, that is not real love. And, um, I also want to emphasis is that for some people, love means acceptance and love is you have to accept my sinful ways. And I don't think that's love. I actually think that that's the opposite of love because remember how we talked about eternal consequences and worldly consequences? There might not be any worldly consequences for loving people how they want to be loved. But sometimes there are eternal consequences. Most of the, almost every single time there's actually, actually, yeah, every single time there are eternal consequences for that. And we don't realize that. We don't. And I would rather go to one of my friends and say, hey, do you know that this is actually going against your own faith? You know, like like a Christian friend. Remember how I said in the abortion episodes that if you go up to someone and start holding them accountable to a faith that they never agreed to, that's just going to push them further away from the faith. If I went up to someone who wasn't a Christian and was like, do you know that you're going to hell for having sex before marriage? Who is that going to help? No one. The only thing that's going to help is your pride that you think you're better than them because you don't struggle with that particular sin. I'm telling you right now, stop holding people accountable for a faith they never agreed to. Because that's not accountability, that's shame. Now, the second that they're like, you know what, I kind of want to get into this Jesus thing, you have to love them unconditionally. That phrase is said a lot, but as Christians, it's really easy to have love with terms and conditions. It's a love that's like, you know what, I'm going to tell you that this is wrong. And if you just don't care that it's wrong and you just blow me off, then I can't be around you anymore. That's not love. Love is me going to one of my friends and saying, hey, this is bad for your faith. This is bad for your walk for cre- This is bad for you in general. It may look really good, but it's not really good. And even if you don't have that personal conviction yet, I will still be here for you. Even in your darkest moments, I will still be here for you. Even while you're walking through this and you fail step after step, I will be here for you and I will be cheering you on whether you're ready to give it up or you're not ready to give it up. And you could use this, like imagine an alcoholic. And I let's say that one of my friends was like a really heavy, really heavy drinker and it was getting to the point, And she said that she wanted to you know, she was Christian and she had. Let's say I grew up going to church with this person. I see her going out to parties every night and I'm going to say, Hey, listen, this isn't what God has in store for you. He has something really amazing for you, but you have to give this up. You know, like this is not helping you. This is not helping your faith. It's not helping your walk with Christ. And it's really dangerous for you. And if that person was like, You know, you're right, but I'm just. I just don't know if I'm not ready for th- I'm not ready for that yet. Or what if they're like, yeah, you're right, but like I don't really care. Loving them is being—you don't have to be okay with that answer. You don't have to be like, oh, okay, like I tried. But being Christian is sticking by their side. That is what it means to love unconditionally. Is that even when they don't want the love of Jesus, you pray for them and you pray for them in silence and you take a step back away from them and you still pray for them. And if it was one of my close friends, I would still want to walk through life with that person because one day, the day that their heart softens and they want to give it up, you need to be the person that's standing there by their side. And um, I was, I've been hearing a lot about church hurt and, um, how people didn't love me, how I should have been loved, and they didn't stick by me, and they didn't do this, they didn't do this. Don't let, if you're struggling right now with someone didn't love you the way that the Bible tells them to love, and a Christian didn't love you to the extent that they should have or whatever. Don't let church hurt and Christian hurt turn into God wounds. I heard that from a Lecrae song the other day. I was like, I'm like, write that down immediately. Like that is good. The worldly failures of that Christians make every single day. That's not God's failure. Just you need to realize that. And I needed to realize it because I was getting so mad. I was like, some of the people that have screwed me over most in this life are Christians, like, I'm just being real with y'all. Some of the people that have said the worst things to me are Christians. But when you think about it, you know, it only hurts because they're using that Christian title and we hold that title in such high regard. So, and that's that should be bad on us because, because, you know, like, we shouldn't be putting people on pedestals, but we do. When you claim the Christian title, you have the whole kingdom behind you and you have that protection of God and I'm telling y'all right now that that is an honor to have and there's going to be forgiveness it's going to be hard to walk through that but Christians make just as many if not more mistakes than people of the world and people that live for the world so be patient with one another love is patient and love is kind and I don't know man like I just I really encourage y'all to get into the love languages like I've had to have conversations with my friends because like the way that I the way that I feel loved isn't the way a lot of my friends feel loved and so sometimes as a cry for help I will go out and I'll be like do everything that I would really want for people to do with me like oh that's kind of confusing here let me let like let me show you if I really liked getting flowers as a reflection of that I would go get all my friends flowers you know because it's like gift giving or whatever instead of just being like, hey I really love it when people get flowers for me like it would mean a lot to me because a lot of times we feel like we can't do that you can do that now don't do it don't be like a brat about it and be like you should give me flowers more blah just be like I really genuinely enjoy it when people get me flowers you know just simple communication here people but when, that like when we do that that's just going to create an anger in our hearts when we're reflecting it on other people and then we get frustrated when they don't get the memo because i could be going and giving my friends flowers all day long and they could appreciate the flowers but it doesn't mean as much to them as me going and spending time with them and talking with them you know like does that make sense like figure out how to love your friends best and you know, put in the effort, put in the time. Jesus put a lot of effort and a lot of time into people that definitely didn't deserve it. I know that I don't deserve anything that God has to offer me. But the point is, is accepting the love. And I had to put my pride to the side and accept the love that God had to offer me because what else can I do? You know, like for me, there. There wasn't really a choice, and I want to have a relationship with God, and I can't do that if I won't accept what He's done for me. And I don't know, that's just kind of what's been on my heart recently. And I would really like to know y'all's view on love. And for some of you, love might be acceptance, love might be you need to accept me for who I am. Well, who I am. Is a child of God, and so, you know, whether you accept that or not, that doesn't really have value to me because God accepts me, and so I could care less. I don't need validation from whoever's next to me, because I have a personalized faith. I have a personal relationship with God that has nothing to do with whoever, whoever you know, be running their mouth. There was one time, and I I'm wrapping up here, but there was one time where a girl said to me, "Uh, it was an old friend that I have a lot of love and respect for, and we kind of, we had a falling out. And I'm really sad about my part of that. But she said, you know, Kennedy, I realized that my life was a whole lot more enjoyable whenever your faith wasn't in it and wasn't around. And I remember being like, she could have come after anything else, And it would have been very unstable. Like I would have taken a person. She could have come after my looks. She could have come after my personality or my humor. But out of all the things about me as a person, you're going to come after the thing that is the strongest because I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I'm built on the word of God and the word of God says I'm loved and I'm valued and whoever goes against me will not stand. They will fall in the name of Jesus Christ and I claim that over all of you and all of your faith. I claim that over myself. I claim that over the person that said that to me that her heart will be softened and she will turn to God. I pray every day that she texts me and we can talk about it but she doesn't know how to accept the love of god so she wasn't going to feel any love for me because i've only been shown the love of god through my parents through my church through my core set of friends that's all i know how to give and so if you don't know how to accept that and if you don't know how to if you don't know how to accept the love that the Bible shows us how to give, then you're not going to be able to accept anything from me because that's all I know how to give and that's all I want to give is the love of God because that love never runs out and it's unconditional. I don't have a terms and conditions that come with it. You could tell me anything you want. You can tell me that you're the worst of the worst. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that I have heard worse. And I know that God will prepare me if I haven't heard worse. uh, But I love it. I love it when Christians get vulnerable. And they say, you know what? I really struggle with this. There's stuff I struggle with. I struggle with my language. I'll say that right now. My quick tongue that slashes people. And I need to be better at that, you know. And that's what I have for y'all today, you know. Go out into the world. Love each other. Don't be that Christian that comes with the terms and conditions. That is not Christian behavior. You should love people no matter what they do. And just like I said, don't be holding people accountable to a faith they never agreed to. Don't do it. I know that we're all called to be like God and all that stuff, but God gave us, God loved us enough to give us a choice. And I feel like we should love each other enough to do the same. And sometimes that's really hard. That's when we have to put our feelings to the side. I love you all. That's all I have for this episode. Um, what am I forgetting? Oh, yeah. Don't forget to follow my Instagram at the pod rooted and uh, follow my TikTok, which is at the podcast rooted. And our merch store is linked all over there, you know go buy some merch I'm super excited about it I thank you all so much for the support I just hit over 5,000 downloads and I'm almost at a thousand subs with all of you so make sure that you click that follow button so you can be alerted and uh, yeah I hope you all have an amazing week blessings